What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 37 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down the latest news and trends, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's jump into this week and hit the books. <laughs> this week, Huff and Mackie are in studio with me. The NHL and NBA are rounding out their second rounds. Lots of great action in there. The NFL, excuse me, NHL draft lottery has occurred, and I want to hear what the boys have to say about that. Lots of MLB action this week as well. So let's move forward to this week's episode and introduce my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, let's start off with you. What do you got for us this week, buddy? Nice to see you again. Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Happy to be back. Happy to be in studio. Um, MLB card started 2-0 on the day, so that's always nice to start uh, getting one more play out now. Uh, Other than that, not much going on with me. Good stuff, good stuff. Ace, let's shoot it over to you. How is it up in the New England states, Rhode Island to be specific? Nah, it's doing well up here. Uh, definitely enjoying the NHL and NBA playoffs as they're in full swing. Um, got a lot of good matchups there, and we've been cashing out on the card there too to make that go positive in both leagues. Um, really looking forward to get this MLB card rolling. Happy to say that I am the first one on our team uh, from these three sports that 100 wins on the season on the card, so... Got to keep that rolling, too, um, and we'll get that MLB card positive. I think that might just be today, so watch out for something coming later tonight. Good stuff, Ace. Good stuff. Mackie, let's finish it off with you before we jump into this week's show. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, like you said, back in the studio, so it's always nice to be together. Uh, Ace is a little far, so he's not really able, but uh, three out of four is all right. Um, yeah, just NHL playoffs getting going. Um, NBA, same old stuff. Not much going on. Let's start this week off with a little question like we have been this week. It's, would you rather score a game-winning buzzer beater as time expires or block a shot when your team is up as one as time expires? Both, you know, giving your team that win, but what do we think? Mackie, you want to start us off? Yeah, uh, I think this is a pretty easy opinion or a pretty easy pick for me. I would definitely rather score, a, a hit a bucket to win the game um, obviously it's electric to get a game winning block, but like when you hit the shot and everyone's sitting there waiting for it to go in and it just falls, like think about, think about like Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard game seven in against Philly. It was at home. The entire arena was waiting for that ball to drop and it finally dropped. It was absolutely electric. So, um, I just think it would, it would be uh more exhilarating to hit a shot instead of blocking one, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Mackie, I'm surprised that you said uh, score of a shot, stop the shot there. Aren't you a goalie yourself? I mean, normally you should be saying that I'd want to stop the puck. That would be similar there. The NBA is nothing like the, like the NHL. Uh, bit different, but yeah, that's that's a good point right there. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought that was funny, but I'm right there with you. Obviously, stopping the shot is very cool, and if you think about it throughout history, that LeBron block um, in the finals is played a lot more than the game-winning shot because it happens so often but i'm right there with you i gotta go with hitting the shot love scoring i mean the celly you can hit after hitting that i mean steph curry see him do that all the time probably the most electric player in the sport and he hits those game winners um dame time i mean that's crazy i'd definitely do that you gotta have ice in your veins to be that good too so definitely give me that looking forward to seeing some of those in the nba playoffs coming up yeah i think this is this is a unanimous decision i think i think i'm gonna take the 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 game-winning buzzer beater myself. Um, yeah, the the block is cool, and yeah, you could stare down the crowd, whatever, but like Mackie said, I was thinking of the Kawhi Leonard shot, too, in that playoff round uh, when he was with Toronto and Philly. 
the way it bounced around the rim, that was sick. So I think I'm definitely taking the buzzer beater here. I'm going to have to agree as well. Buzzer beater is the way to go. Your team's just going to be a whole other level of hype after that compared to, I think, even the stop. So, all right. I think that worked out well. Lots of good stuff there. Let's move forward into this week's episode, starting off this week with the NHL. This week on Monday night was the lottery in the NHL. So we have the uh, the selections here. The Chicago Blackhawks officially getting that first overall pick in the first round for this year's draft, followed by the Anaheim Ducks, Columbus Blue Jackets, San Jose Sharks, Montreal Canadiens, Arizona Coyotes, Philadelphia Flyers, Washington Capitals, Detroit Red Wings, and the St. Louis Blues to round out our top 10. Curious to hear what you guys think. So do we see Bedard going to Chicago? Do we see him doing well there? What do you think? Rigged. I, oh, I, I called this. I called this all year. I said, I, I hope he goes to Chicago so we can replace Patrick Kane. I mean, we're all fans of Eastern Conference teams too, and now he goes out West. We really get to enjoy Bedard like we do McDavid, and hopefully we get to see that matchup sometime down the road. A quick rebuild in Chicago, in my opinion. I just think it's funny that Kane left, and now they get him. I mean, you could say, were they going to get him if Kane left? They would have won more games, but, I mean, that's I think Kane's kind of sitting there. I mean, yeah, he's on a pretty good team. They got knocked in the first round, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe sticking around in Chicago is looking like not too bad of an idea after all. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's going to... I don't think he's ready he's, to win a cup with not, them, but I don't even think he's enough. He's going to be ready to have an impact to even like make the playoffs next year. The oh, team's no. just not built like that right away. That division is not the greatest, though. Yeah, true. But, yeah, you know, it's it's one player cannot win it in the NHL. I think we've seen that multiple times. Um, yeah, but by the time they got good again, I mean they're obviously going to start building around Bedard. But by the time they got good again, Kane would be out of the league anyway. I think he's. I think he's going to retire this offseason, to be honest. I don't think he has another year left in him. Yeah. Retire? I don't I don't see that at all. He's, he was talking like he's out the door in the Rangers, and the Rangers are willing to give him $3.5 million. Um, where else would he go? Yeah, I, I honestly have no speculation on that. I don't really know what to think of it, but that'd be crazy to think he's hanging him up, but you might not be wrong. Dude, he's got a bad hip. See it out there. He doesn't even look like he's passionate about it Didn't anymore. Didn't Taves just retire? He's got his cuffs, man. He's got he's got he's done enough. Mackie, they should just blow up that Rangers team, honestly. <laughs> look at that smile on his fucking face. <laughs> he can't even say it with a straight face. This kid is the one tweeting about getting rid of their Vesna winning goaltender. Mackie. Igor Shesterkin isn't the answer. Yeah, I mean you haven't yeah, seen definitely. a cup in your life. Maybe going with a good goal is not the way to do you're it. You're right. You're right. It's just load up everywhere else. But yeah, I don't know. I the Blackhawks, I think that I think it was a little rigged. Did you guys see the thing like with the Dude, the, what the fuck was that? Why don't you just the pick the ping pong on the balls on screen, like live? Well, that's proven that like it's obviously done like way prior. It, like, it event, is because they put it on the teleprompter and all that, because they none of them know how to talk, apparently. But like what's saying that like it's not rigged if they're just doing it behind the scenes anyway? And obviously Chicago was the one team that the NHL wanted to get the number one pick this year with the whole Kyle Beach situation and just Kane leaving, having a new superstar come in. It's a, it's a nice, like, it's a, it's a hot spot for an it's NHL It's a huge team. market. It's a exactly. massive market for it, a superstar it, it like just, that. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't know. I, I think that it's, it, if, there's any, if there was ever a time where I thought sports were rigged, it's right now. 
Yeah, I, I don't agree that it's rigged. I mean, they had, what, the third best odds to get him, so it's not really that far-fetched. But I'm happy to see he goes to a real market. The Ducks, the funny part about the Ducks. it. Oh, five. The Ducks had that. Do you guys remember when the Ducks had Trevor Zegers showing off their new stall for Connor Bernard? Well, newsflash, Trevor Zegers, your team misses the playoffs every year, and you don't have <laughs> Connor Bernard coming to in the locker room. They're, they're going to get Adam Fantilli, and he's going to be the next Jack Eichel. Yeah, he's pretty good. I do like him, but he's, what, a few years away now? No, he, he, he should go right to the league. He played at Michigan last year. He's been there for two years, I think. Yeah, he's... But he's not Connor Bernard, so. He, that's what I'm saying. He's going to be Jack Eichel to, to uh, McDavid. But what you said about the NHL wanting him to go to Chicago, I think that obviously is a thing because not to say, like, uh, they're both Canadian players and, like, I think McDavid got what he wanted going to Canadian market, but, like, for the rest of the NHL fan base that is in Mo- Eastern and U- Canada and all throughout the United States – like, we're staying up till 10.30 at night on the East Coast to watch McDavid play. And, like, the one thing I said whenever it was between Anaheim, um, San Jose, I know Columbus was up there, and Chicago, I'm like, please at least go to Chicago. If he's going to the West, go to Chicago so I can at least watch some of the damn games because, like, some of these nights, I'm not staying up till 10.30 every night to watch McDavid play till 1 a.m. Eastern time. So I was just happy to see him go in a time zone that I can actually watch him play. Plays at 8 instead of... 1030 well, a team an original six team that already dominates the market too so that's just great to see i mean we'll see 98 out there often um the good news is for blue for blue jackets fans they'll be able to get those cheap glass seats for a long time so. that's a subtle shot subtle shot addison will not be renewing his season ticket package you told me really the uh, um, I did see you said the thing about the blue the Blackhawks season ticket spiking. You might as well just bring that up now, because I saw I was listening and uh, Big Cat got tickets, uh, with the spike or whatever you were telling me about the Blackhawks season tickets Two, with him. Oh shit! Yeah, two point five million. In in uh, where I don't mean to like it? cut to that, but we're already talking about it. So yeah, so with that, the Chicago Blackhawks have already sold $2.5 million worth of season ticket plans for the upcoming season in fall in the one and a half hours following them winning that number one pick in the lottery. So that comes out to about 500 new full season ticket plans plus half season, quarter season, and all that junk. So that's crazy amount of volume in an hour and a half. Yeah, and like I said, I was listening to part of my take today and Big Cat was saying because they're moving to Chicago – there got he said I go I bought tickets you guys better be ready to use them so uh, a lot a lot of Chicago based fans are I mean obviously he's they're all moving back there but I think the whole hockey market and like you said Chicago an original six market uh, like I said I'm just excited to be able to watch him in a time zone that I don't have to stay up till one a.m. to watch the end of the game really so fair I have another point here in the NHL before we get into round uh, two here. Colorado Avalanche forward and captain Gabriel Landeskoff, who missed all of this season after a knee surgery, is having another procedure on his right knee and is expected to miss the 2023-2024 season, the team announced Tuesday. I heard something about some cartilage replacement or something along those lines. So, hoping the best for him, but yet another season without him um, on the Avs. That really sucks because, you know, he's he's not up there in age. I think he's 30 years old, but he's getting up there, and he just missed half the season uh, this year. Obviously a huge blow to that to this uh, playoff run that they had go- com- coming up. 
losing in the first round. But you know, now he's going to miss a whole entire season. So it's going to be going to be interesting seeing him come back at 31 years old after missing a, a season and a half off the ice for probably almost two years. Um, I don't know. It could definitely change a player. You're muted, Mr. Ace. You're not wrong, Mackie. I mean, the, the injuries he's had to deal with the past few years, really tough to see. And this team's been so successful without him. You, it makes you think, like, how good would they be if he was in the lineup? Um, definitely wish the best for him, but I think McCarr and McKinnon will be able to hold it down in his absence in the upcoming season. Do you think Do you think the Avalanche beat the Kraken in seven games if they have him in the lineup all series? No, I still think it was goaltending issues, but um, I think he definitely gives them a better chance. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I was going to say the same thing. I don't know if he's a big enough factor at this point of his career to change that series. I think the Kraken were the hungrier team at most points. Like you said, the goaltending was the bigger issue. But um, Landis Cog, like you said, that's huge. It's a huge guy to have out of your lineup for two years, um, especially when I, I can't imagine he's cheap on the salary cap. So um, I know the NHL has that thing they can work around it with what Tampa Bay did and or did they kind of figure out a way to stop teams from doing that? Didn't you say the Bruins were trying to do that this year at one point? Or um, yeah, yeah, the... you you basically can do that. You just place players on the IR and they're exempt from the cap. But I think you only have like one or two slots, so you got to maneuver. But pretty. I much. mean, I think Landis Cog makes probably around nine, ten million. So um, that's at least Colorado can spend that money elsewhere because if they're not going to have him for this coming whole coming season, um, especially if you put him on. On LTIR, that long-term IR is where they'll place them, and you won't really go against their cap there. But yeah, um, that gives Colorado some money to play with in the free agent market. You know what's funny is talking about that Avalanche goaltending real quick. I remember when you guys were talking about Gorgiev, Georgia, really uh, stepping in, and Matthew was a big proponent of him. Career backup, I kind of knew this was coming. The writing was on the wall. Um, Darcy Kemper, uh, I know he's a bit overrated, but he was a very good goaltender, solid starter, and that was that was kind of the uh, demise of the Avalanche, in my opinion. Not really getting a true number one goaltender. My thing is that they just kept adding like a new goalie every year. They haven't had any chemistry with one goalie over the past so many seasons. And like, yeah, you can just keep signing guys if you're a good enough team. the The right team will get it done with any goalie in net. But like in the playoffs, it starts from the back end up, and like you have to have the right guy in the pipes in the playoffs. And like we saw it last night with Dallas with Ottinger and Ned. He kind of had a really big game for them, I thought, and. I don't know. I just think, like you said, Mackie, I know your strong opinion on him, and you can kind of give your opinion, but I think that's another huge reason as to why the Avalanche haven't had this, didn't have the success this year that they had last year or the year prior. It's just the one goal or a different goalie every year. It's kind of like these NFL quarterback or these NFL teams that try to play a different quarterback every year. It's like you're not getting the same chemistry. I know the NFL is a whole different world than what we're talking about, but I don't know. I think, I think the, like he said, I don't know if it was necessarily the right fit, whether he didn't have his best season, but Mackie, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I know Gorgiev's not the best goalie in the league, and I know he's not the answer. But that's a top team in the but, NHL, like I said. like they sh- The right team can slide a goalie in there and play, but I think that is part of it. Like When you're not there for multiple years, not saying like you need to be there multiple years to win, but... You know what I mean? Like I just... Dude, I think if you put Kemper in that series, it's also a loss in seven games. I think they're very... Pretty much equal goalies. I don't think the goaltending had anything to do with it. I, that team lost a lot. They lost Kadri. They had to get rid of a few players. Kadri was huge. Kadri was huge. He's such a good player. Um, it's just not, I hate that he went to Calgary. And the Kraken were good. The Kraken were a, are a really good team. And when it comes to it, it doesn't. It's not really like how good your goaltender is. It's how hot he is. Like we've seen all these streaks. You see Matt Murray going two streaks. 
You see Schmidt going two streaks. Grubauer right now is a hot goaltender. He's got his team going. Bobrovsky's a hot goaltender right now. He's got his team going. That's why you, you don't need like the best goaltender in the world. You need a hot goaltender yeah. who has all the confidence yeah. in the world. That's where you see the winners. True. Look at the guys that are left. We were saying last week, like it's a bad year to be a good goaltender, and Ottinger's really the only elite goaltender left that we're talking about. But like other than other than Vasilevsky, the last two years, I mean, it's it's just hot goaltenders. Jordan Bennington too, like just going on a run. I mean, that seems to be the answer. Unless you got a stacked team like Tampa, who, who violates the salary cap. Good stuff there, boys. Yeah, we're right in round two right now. It's going to be wound up here by next week's episode. So I'm curious, you know, as we go through these series, who you guys see advancing to this next round. Right now, we're watching the Toronto Panthers. Excuse me, Toronto Panthers. <laughs> I love the Toronto Panthers. Team's name right. <laughs> the we're Right now, we're watching the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Florida Panthers. Panthers lead the series 3-0. The game... Game four here tonight. Like I said, we're watching it. Do we think Florida's going to close it out here in four? I think we just saw a stat. No, no shots in the last like seven or nine minutes or something. I think there's been, they just took that shot away that came up. So there's now been no shots in like close to probably 11 or 12 minutes in this game. So Yeah, so th that's, I think this is a really bad sign for Toronto because games that go like this, especially when they're on the brink of elimination, you got to come out hot and score a goal. You wait until the you wait until the second period comes around halfway through the second period and, and Panthers find a way to pot one on a bad bounce and all the air is deflated out of, you, out of you on the road. It'll be really tough to come back from. So getting the first goal in this game is huge. I think I think if this is if this game is at 0-0 first period, I think I'm going to take the Panthers to score first. Yeah, because I, I think that'll definitely happen. Exactly like you said, Panthers. Toronto needed to come out flying in this game. Mackie, you and I have been on those Panthers money line for a few games in a row now. They're really playing great hockey, and um, you're not wrong. I mean, think about the nerves coming into this game. Down 3-0, your back's against the wall. Also, if it's tight throughout, I it's, mean... It's not just down 3-0 on the road. You're also the Tor Toronto Maple Leafs, who just got out of the first round for the first time in 19 years, and now you don't, you still don't have a second-round win. So it, it's just everything is just like... It's it's set up for the Panthers to sweep this series. Toronto just got their first shot in about 12 and a half minutes. This game's really playing right into the Panthers' laps. I mean, they like keeping them close because they know they have those clutch players that could truck to get them done, especially at home. Ride that momentum. I mean, that core four for the Maple Leafs has been non-existent this series. Even if they find a way to somehow win this game, get back home, even if they somehow win in game five, I think it's done in six. I mean, how much do they have really in the tank I think they're done tonight. I'm on the Panthers' money line. Grab them at plus 175 to win the series before the series started. So I'm I'm relishing that for sure. But they're playing great hockey right now. And uh, they took out the Bruins. Obviously, they're going to take out the Leafs too. Yeah, and especially in this game, they have the better goaltender throughout the throughout parts of the series. They've had the better goaltender, I think, throughout the entire part of the series. They've had the better goaltender. So um, I did, I'm not going to lie, whenever this game started, I saw, I don't even know the guy, kid playing for Toronto. I forget his last Joseph name. Joseph Wool. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I, 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 I'm thinking about getting in on Toronto, or Toronto. I think about getting in on Panthers' money line or the first goal. Who's this power play? Panthers going, going on the power play. Yeah, fuck. Dish. Fuck no. I kind of hope they don't score here. Yeah, you want it to be 0-0, zero, zero, end of one. I'm I'll on a, a goal here right now, though. Ace, me and, me and Huff ripped the under right before puck dropped, too. I'm on Panthers' money line and the under. That's crazy. I like it, though. I mean, if it's going to play that way, you know that the Panthers are going to play it close to the vest because they can. 
Yeah, because Ace, I was sitting down. I'm like, oh, we got the game on right above. And like, I'm like, oh, I want something on this game. And I had no, I just assumed Samson, Samson was playing. I didn't even look at it. And uh, as soon as we're sitting here, we take the under. Mackie's like, they have the pregame up and that wall dude's warming up in net. I'm like, who the fuck is in net for Toronto? Why did we just take an under with this kid in net? Mackie's like, chill, chill. I'm like, no, okay. he's, he was actually solid throughout <laughs> the year. His numbers weren't too bad. But either way, I mean, this Panthers team's playing really good hockey right now. And after they win tonight and then the Hurricanes win in game five, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. That'll be a great battle of Southeastern United States right there. Yeah, but I I don't think the Canes get out of the out of that series. I think the Panthers are are uh, on a roll right now. Agreed. That's that's my my cup pick as well. They're playing great hockey. Former Presidents Cup Trophy winners two years ago. Added Kachuk, who's a better player than Huberdeau. Um, Gudis is playing great hockey. For his link Bobrovsky and that probably one of the best goalies like we've talked about. So they're firing on all cylinders. Even if they don't somehow get a, squeak out this close game tonight, I do think that they end up taking the series by the time we meet next week. I agree, and uh, we've made multiple mistakes talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, calling them the Carolina Panthers. We just called the Florida Panthers the Carolina Panthers. If these two teams play each other, it's Carolina versus the Panthers. We're going to have some That's issues in that be series. Tough. We're going to have some issues we, in that series. We might have to avoid that series all over. <laughs> it's a disaster situation for us. We're, we're going to be putting uh, you know, Florida the real Panthers winner, on the card the with the Hurricanes logo. The real winner in that series is the Carolina Panthers. They're just gonna they're gonna be trending on everything because all the hashtags people use, like they're just the real winners of that series. All right, let's move forward to this late game here on Wednesday. This one will or this one is Vegas Golden Knights at the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas leading that series two one. Game four here tonight, like I said, in Edmonton. Game five will be in Vegas on Friday. What do we see happening here? Huff, you and I are on Vegas to win the Western Conference. Do we like them to win here tonight in Edmonton? I think tonight's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, I do like them to keep it close to the vest, maybe get it to overtime. Uh, I don't know if they're going to come out on top. Obviously, I think Edmonton and McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to bring their A game on their home ice. Uh, to turn this into a three-game series, Vegas will have the home ice. I said my original pick going into this series was Vegas in seven. I'm sticking to that. I do think the Oilers win tonight, but I do like that's why I was my original pick on this game was Florida plus the one and a half with the Vegas plus one and a half. I just could see uh, Florida win this game, but I like the insurance on it. But uh, in case the Leafs did come to play, but it's not looking like it. I do like Florida in this game now. But as far as that Vegas series, I'm sticking with Vegas in seven. It's going to be tough with uh, Bruce Waugh went down with that hip injury. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be Aiden Hill for the rest of the playoffs or for the next, for at least for the rest of this series. Um, but he looked good in the end of that uh, game when he came in for Brussois, and I'm I'm all over Vegas, just not necessarily in this game tonight, but I do like him to keep it close. I like the plus one and a half. Uh, I think they could lose this game in overtime or by one, but I'm sticking with Vegas in seven for sure. Yeah, Huff, I mean, I really like that seven-game prediction. I really think we're all about that coming into the series as well, and it's it's ringing true. This series keeps teetering back and forth, and uh, I think the Oilers take this one on home ice to even it up at two apiece, but they've got to be licking their lips seeing Eden Hill in the net there. I mean, Dreisaitl and McDavid, Dreisaitl on pace to score the most playoff goals of all time if he can continue his uh, success. Um, they're going to put pucks in the back of the net, so we know that the Oilers, or the Knights put in, what, six the other day? So hopefully they, they save some for tonight. Um, I think it goes seven. I think the better players come out on top, and that's McDavid and Dreisaitl, um, but this is a great series nonetheless. The, the Knights have been, been there before. 
I, I think what it home, takes to win game sevens. Um, I think the home ice for Vegas will be massive if it goes seven games. Yeah, they play they play great at home too. But with those goalie concerns, I mean, that's something that's tough in a series that we keep consistently taking the over in. I mean, not every time we're on the card or whatnot, but uh, uh, there's murmurs of it every game. Um, I think it's got to favor the team that can put pucks in the net like McDavid and Drysdale, especially when you turn to a backup like Hill. Yeah, I just think about these two. This line is just way too high for a team teams that are pretty much even. I mean, it's definitely very hard to go into Edmonton and take both of them um, on the road, but I mean, minus 190, this team just beat you 6-1. to one. You can get them at plus 155. I think the juice is crazy here. I, I do think the Oilers will come out on top in this game just because I don't think uh, Vegas can go go in and take two. But I, Vegas is a better team here, in my opinion. So I, I, I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of value on taking Vegas, at least tonight. I, I have Vegas winning this series, and maybe even in six. Yeah, I mean, they're a great team, and they're pretty established with Bruce Cassidy at the helm. But look at what Drysaddle's done. I mean, you know that Vegas Twitter account's been kind of trolling them with the dry, Edmonton Drysaddlers. But, uh, I mean, he has, what, 13 goals in the playoffs? That's insane. And, you know, McDavid's going to get his. So, Vegas has got to keep up night in and night out. So um, Yeah, obviously, I, I mean, those two are incredible. But, dude, that back end is just horrid. The, the netminders, neither of them can figure it out. Um, the defense isn't very good. Darnell Nurse is probably your best defenseman. Um, they just it, there, There's not enough offensive power. There, there's just never enough offensive power for how many defensive mistakes they make. Yeah, this is a must-win tonight, really, um, for the Oilers. Oh, yeah. If they can't come away with this one, we won't be talking about McDavid and Jarvis. That'll come next time we meet for the pod. But I think if they can pull this out and go 2-2, I really like the chances with the best player in the world and one of the top players alongside them to come away in a conclusive Game 7. Yeah, I never like to really count them out. Definitely not. But, uh, you know, Vegas is deep. That's something that Oilers definitely aren't. It's crazy to say because I've, I've been on the uh, Golden Knights the past few years, big fan of their team and everything they've done there. But I really just think, I've been saying it since before the season, the window's kind of wide open for someone to come take that cup. Why doesn't McDavid go get his right now? And he has a great chance to even up his series and make his chance pretty uh, valid tonight. I yes, just, definitely. I'm also in like a pretty good spot to, if I wanted to hedge on the Oilers, I could because they are dogs to win this series right now. Uh, with Vegas plus 440 to win the West. Uh, if I think, I mean, if I think they're going to lose, I think they're going to get Seattle. I I like Seattle to win that other series just to look ahead. But um, I'm I've I've thought about it, but I don't think I'm going to. I kind of want to just ride Vegas right now. Alrighty, good stuff there, boys. Those games on when or the those games happening here on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, or we will see Vegas and Edmonton on Friday. If but- they, if if this series goes back to Vegas. Game five, tied 2-2. Vegas could be one of my favorite plays of the season to win that game. I don't mind that play at all, Huff. Good stuff there. Let's jump over these games here on Thursday. These or these series here on Thursday. The New Jersey Devils at the Carolina Hurricanes. Canes leading that series 3-1. Game five in Carolina on Thursday. Do we see Carolina taking the series? They're at home. You know, we know they play well at home. What what do we see happening Thursday? Do we see it extending to possibly Saturday for a game uh, six? No, this this series is over. I think we all know that. Um, Devils just simply can't hang with them. If you if you guys have been watching the games, Canes are just way too overpowering for 
a young and experienced Devils team. And it, it sucks to watch this as a Rangers fan because I know we would be doing so much better. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think this series is also over in five. I think Carolina's too good on their home ice. Uh, the Devils look beaten. They look like they shouldn't even be on the same ice as Carolina, as Mackie said. They're just being outplayed all over. Uh, whether it's Vanacek or Schmid this year, this series, they can't seem to get anything going. The only player that looks like they know what's going on out there is Jack Hughes, so uh, he can't do it all, scoring the only goal last game. Uh, I like the Canes to wrap this thing up in five and move on to the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, I mean, what a spot for the Carolina Hurricanes to be sitting in. I mean, I feel like I've talked about it earlier um, on the podcast all season, even really picking the Hurricanes as my team besides the Bruins win the Cup. Obviously, the Bruins out, the Canes, and... Uh, Oilers, my two long shots to to roll into the cup here, but sitting at three to one to go home. We know how great they've been in the, at home in the playoffs the last few years. I mean, those those Devils got to be nervous going into there. Such a young team, and I think this is finally a time where that inexperience and youth can really show. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that quote by Nico Heischer. He said, "If you don't believe, then just stay home." That means to tell me that they're that he's locked in. Um, just gotta see if the rest of the team is. I know that those goalies are seeing ghosts right now, kind of like Zach Wilson when he plays the Patriots. But uh, I don't really know who it's going to be. Schmid, Vanacek, both of them are getting lit up. And this older, better, more physical um, Carolina Hurricanes team coached by Rob Brendan is really poised to get to the Stanley Cup uh, after a few years of not not getting there. So I think they get out of this round quick and uh, match up with those Panthers in round three. I really like that addition of Burns. He had a great game the other night, uh, put one in the back of the net. I just feel like this team is built for success in the playoffs from the top of the line up to the bottom. I mean, past years have said differently, but yeah, you are right. I mean, they have they have enough experience at this point. But looking like they're finally getting out of the second round. It's good for them. I mean, think about the talent we used to talk about with them. Those teams that fall short by like a game or whatnot. I mean, you add Brent Burns. He's one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, it's a great addition by them. Uh, playoff performer, too. We've kind of talked about that before. Guys like Radko Gudis who step up in playoff time. Brent Burns plays playoff hockey, so got to love to see that. Good stuff there. Devils and Hurricanes going into Game 5 in Carolina on Thursday. The next series we have is the Seattle Kraken at the Dallas Stars. That series side tied 2-2, two to two. Game 5 on Thursday as well. Game 6 will be on Saturday, I believe. Unless they do with a skip. You know, Game 5 on Saturday, or Game 6 on Saturday, excuse me. Who do we see winning Game 5 of this series to go up 3-2? Is anyone uh, else kind of scared for the Kraken? I, I, I like them to win this series in 7, but I'm kind of scared. Dallas is a tough place to play, too. I don't know, dude, Kraken are so good, but last game, Dallas got a little momentum, you know. They're a veteran team, so like bouncing back from a 6-1 lead is a lot easier to do than, than it is for like the Devils. They all know what they need to do. They put it behind them, and they came back and bounced back. Ottinger, like, like I said, I said it coming into the game. I said, he's definitely going to bounce back after this game. It was a terrible game four. Um, terrible game three, my bad. Um, so I knew he was going to bounce back for game four, but I don't know, dude. Kra- Kraken are more deep, in my opinion. So I... So I think uh, the lines with the juice, you gotta you gotta keep going with the Kraken. I think that they're kind of the better team. Yeah, I mean we've talked about this coming into the series, and Ottinger is one of those better goalies that can win you a series. So that definitely scares you here. But um, I don't know if you guys remember talking about this a bit too. 
we've talked about those stars in the way they've been the past few years. They get to those game sevens, but they don't end up winning. And I really think this is going to be another scenario where that happens. They do everything right. They get to overtime of game seven at home, and then it slips through their fingers somehow. Um, Kraken seem like a team of destiny. Those expansion teams sign to kind, sometimes kind of do. And uh, it's not really one guy they can they can hit you from all angles. Guys like Jaden Schwartz really stepping up here. But those expansion teams, as we know, are built perfectly. So, um, Grubar is playing good hockey. I do like the crack and the eke out the series, too. I mean, I know that most of the public's probably on the stars, but I'm with Mackie. You got to ride the value here. I agree. I say, I, I say doubt, or I say Seattle in seven. I just, I don't think it's be as easy as, as I think it is, obviously. No. And it wouldn't surprise, put Pavels. it this way, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas goes up three, two, and Seattle has to win two straight. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is, basically. We kind of think, win at home, win at home, force a game seven, anything can happen. And the team, the, that ha- team that won game six has the momentum. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and that- uh, a lot more pressure on those Dallas Stars, too. That's one thing to remember. Um, it's great to see Joe Pavelski healthy after that injury and that tough hit he took in round one. And I think he joined Sidney Crosby and Alexander as Ovechkin as the only player, active player with over 70 goals in the playoffs. Uh, third all-time in active players in goals right there, so... He's playing great hockey. I know he had that four-goal game in game one. They end up coming up short on. But they're deep, that Stars team. This is going to be a fun series to watch throughout. I agree. I think it for sure goes seven. Think about that Think about that Dallas Stars team. I mean, how are they not going further than they have been? They have Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Miro Heiskin, Jake Ottinger. Um, the list goes on and on. I mean, Rupe Hintz, Foxa, like... How many guys do you need to, to make a valid, valuable run? They have the pieces everywhere, so they've got to be thinking this is their chance with that wide-open window, but Kraken jumping onto the scene, giving everybody fits. They play great hockey, the likable Islanders, so I don't know. I'm going to ride the value, but I'm going to be holding my breath the whole time. Yeah, I know you're on the Oilers. I'm st- I, we like we all like Seattle. I'm sticking by my my expansion Western Conference final prediction. I think that's I think that could come true. Alrighty, boys. Good stuff out of the NHL. Yeah. Devils and Hurricanes there on Thursday in Carolina. We'll see if the Hurricanes can get it done. Kraken and Stars game five. To, who can take this lead of the series three to two in Dallas on Thursday? Come this weekend, we'll have some of our winners. Let's shoot our focus over to the NBA. Every series has a clinching scenario coming into this weekend. So lots to look forward to. Lots to talk about here in these games coming up tonight and tomorrow night. The series, the Heat and the Knicks. The Heat is leading the series 3-1. Game 5 in tonight in New York here on Wednesday. What do we see happening here? Do the Knicks take the series tonight? And we will be in round... Sorry. Did the Heat take the series tonight? And do we move on to round 3? This, this is a tough series because last week I think I said uh, next week, I'll give my prediction when we're kind of looking at a game seven. And obviously, now the Heat have a 3 1 lead and a lead in game four or a lead in game five. Um, I don't know. I think I think the Heat might have been the play tonight. And uh, I don't know. The Knicks just look kind of beaten. Like Mackie said, you heard what Randall said. Mackie, whenever you brought that up, I immediately knew exactly what you were talking about when I saw that on Twitter. Him saying they maybe they just want it more than us. Who and, says that? That, yeah, is that's, the, that is actually the most comical thing ever. You should never be signed after that. You should never sign another NBA contract. That's a tough. That's a tough thing to say. You're also not good enough to like say something like that, especially when the series isn't even over yet. 
I don't know. It's I over think, in their eyes, that means. Like, I yeah. think they're dead. They really let me down, even though I really don't love the Knicks like that. Um, just terrible series. This is their this is their chance to like make a name. You're gonna see Philadelphia in the next round. Six or uh, Celtics are dead. So this is their chance, man. Yeah, I mean, Mac. We can go back to last week when we were talking about the series. I really said if Jimmy Butler's healthy, the series is over. I mean, he's the best player on the court, and he shows that night in and night out. No playoff experience from this New York Knicks team. First time getting a taste, and they had their backs against the wall going to Miami. Now they're down three one going home. They can, they might be able to somehow squeak out a victory. They're not winning a game six if it goes back to Miami. Such a tough place to play. This is a playoff lineup that's been to the championship two years ago. People call that bubble a fluke. I don't think so. There's no such thing as a fluke. It's different, yes, but it's, it's the most it's pure still, basketball there's been. Yeah, it's it's different than normal basketball, but th- that's a good team. I mean, you have Lowry, you have Adebayo, you have Butler, you have a great coach with great depth pieces around it who have been there, been to these Game 7s, beaten better teams than this team that they're up against right now. I like the Heat tonight with the value um, to close it out. Um, sorry to say it, but I, I, I called this one from a mile away. Jimmy Butler versus the New York Knicks. Give me that every time. Like I said, Game 5 for that series here on Wednesday. Let's jump to our next one here. Also, Game 5 on Wednesday, the Lakers and the Warriors. Lakers leading that series 3-1. to one. Game 5 tonight in Golden State. What do we see happening on this one, guys? I mean, do the Lakers just keep on pounding and keep hammering out Golden State? <laughs> My bad. And this is a series that I like to think I call to a T. Lakers in 6. Warriors are, or Lake, Warriors are going to win the night. Lakers come home, close things out in Game 6. LeBron moves on to the Western Conference Finals. And back to what A said about that bubble being a fluke, I think there's a very serious chance we get a rematch of that bubble's final in the Heat-Lakers. Very serious chance. Yeah, I I mean, we can clip it from last week. I remember I said it was one nothing Lakers in the series. I said Warriors going to win game two. Lakers are going to go back home, win both their games. Warriors win game five, and then Lakers in six. Um. You know, it's just LeBron James versus Steph Curry when the teams are actually, like, even, I'd say. Um, LeBron's just a better player, just better, better legacy. And uh, this Lakers team is really rolling right now. You got a win from Lonnie Walker the other night. Draymond Green said it best. He said, when you shut down LeBron James and AD and you don't give them the shots that they want and you get beat by Lonnie Walker, I mean, what are you going to do at that point? Like, you, yeah. have to, <laughs> you have to give those guys the shots by cutting, cutting off LeBron and AD. And if they hit the shots, they hit the shots. Nothing you can really do. Um, Lakers are just built. They're built for a championship, and uh, they're getting the wins that they need. So if they can finish, they, if they can win the game at home like they're supposed to in Game Six, or if they can even finish it off in Game Five on the road, which I don't think they'll do, but they can. Um, they they have a good, they have a good chance this year. I really think they do. If LeBron wins a ring this year, we are going to look back on him saying these are the most important twenty three games of my life. Like the like the best prediction of all time. Like that is gonna go down as one of the you know what I mean? Like if he, he wins this year, I don't I don't think you can make even a debate that He's they, the best player of all time. Well I don't think well right now I really don't think there's a yeah. debate, but, but if he wins another one, dude, one for the thumb. One for the thumb, man. I'm sitting on that Lakers future from right after the trade deadline when they retooled around them, so wouldn't be mad about that, but this at the same time, there's a lot, a lot of road before they get there, and um, I really do agree with Mackie here that I think the Warriors are going to win tonight, make this three to two. Series I said that they, too. I said that too. Have, <laughs> yep, you did. No, you both did. But um, 
Yeah, we talked about how important those games in LA would be and that the Warriors would have to come up with one and they didn't. Um, crazy to see, in my opinion. I know what one went into overtime, right? Late one down the stretch. Yeah, which one was it? Game was it the one the Lakers or the one the Lakers lost? Didn't the Warriors win in overtime? No, they killed them. No, Warriors don't win games in overtime. Yeah, you're not (laughs) wrong, Mackie. But no, I think they get the job done tonight. I mean, there's a there's a big spread on it, which I don't really like. But um, I think they're gonna send it to Game Six in LA, and uh. If LeBron can't get it done at home somehow, they slip up, then the Warriors will steal the series from under their belt. So maybe you got to throw on that now if you're a Warriors believer. I, I think if, even if it goes seven, LeBron wins game seven. Yeah, the only play I'm really on tonight is the Kari uh, on his total points. I mean, an elimination, elimination game at home. You know, I did like that play. I did yeah, like yeah. that play. What is it at? 30, 30 and a half. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be trucking all night, especially if they can go if they stay down late. I'd like twenty nine and a half better, but yeah, obviously. <laughs> I just feel like thirty, like tough number for sure, but yeah. best shooter of all time, it's not yeah. too far fetched. I lean the minus eight. I think they definitely cover. I think, but, but I don't my know thing for the Warriors, it. I think I think Curry hasn't been the problem. He hasn't gotten the support he's needed from Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole had one of the worst games of his career last game. Dude, he's shooting like twenty one percent in this round, I think. It's like ridiculous. I'm, I'm sitting on Lakers plus twelve fifty right now, which is nice. Yeah, that is really dude. Nice. That's that's incredible. That that team I think is the best team in in the league right now. I think they're playing the best basketball. They had the best record since the All Star break since they made all their moves. So I mean, there's nothing that says that they're not the best team in the league right now. Yeah, really. I mean, what have we said all year? If they can stay healthy at the right time, then they can be the best team in the league, and that's what they're doing right now, and they're showcasing it to everybody. So. Um, love that Dennis Schroeder ad too. He doesn't get talked about him enough. I know he's not like a star-studded player, but he eats good minutes for that team. Uh, nice to acquire him back for his second tenure with the team. Guys like Lonnie Walker too. Just that depth that they built around them. Um, yeah, you just brought in like better role players, Jared Vanderbilt even like just kudos these- to them on not blowing it up too. Yeah, and not throwing in the towel. I mean, they easily could have sat LeBron and AD at various I- points. Not made moves and then blown up that Lakers team. I think that's. I think that's when LeBron kind of stepped in and said, "No, no, no, we're not out of this shit yet." But here's here's the thing: if there wasn't a playing tournament, do you think that they even have that mindset? No, because even though they did get to the seventh seed, they were so far out, dude. No, and that's the thing. How many games out were they? They were, dude. I saw I saw something today. They were like, what was the highest odds they got to? Oh, I probably like. Can we look that up? Probably like five that. At least 5,000. They were a 13 seed steady for a while. Yeah. Dude, they were the... No, third. I bet you probably plus 2,000. But maybe like when they're a 13 seed, you, it's the Lakers and LeBron. You know they're not that low. Like 5,000, maybe. Dude, if he I, got him at 1250, Ace, when'd you get him at 1250? I got him at 1250 on the 10th of April. I think like 50... 10th of April, I they think, were plus 1250? Dude, they, they were over like 60 games in and they were still a 13 seed. They had to be... But that's the thing. Everyone 3, knew. Everyone knew that they, that if they got into the plane, they're dangerous. No. Plus twenty four hundred is my prediction. I think. The it, I think it's. Way, I think it went way higher. Dude, what'd you get it at Ace? At twelve fifty. At what? When? April tenth. A month ago. Literally a month ago today. Okay. Yeah. A month ago today, they were probably an eight seed. Did you find it? Mm, no, they were probably like a ten or eleven. No way, dude. The playoffs were like starting. For the Lakers on, I'm trying to read this. 
That's preseason. The highest odds is going to be like March. 2200, All right, 2250. Uh, I said 24, yeah, right now. Laker, Lakers April 1st, I have plus 2500. Wow. Round one plus 1400, conference finals plus 800. In that week from April 1st to when you took it, it cut 12, but it, it cut, cut in half. half. That's crazy. Yeah, I jumped on it late. I think I got it on. Um, but still, not obviously not too late. Like you have a plus twelve fifty yeah. future, and go who has a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals in a basically a three game series. Ace, you got them. it. You got it right before the first playoff playing game. Yeah, I thought I, I have it. The day time. before. Let me check. April eleventh was the first I playing. Doubled down. That was the last time I took the Lakers. So I'd say right around like Mar- mid March, there are thirteen seed. That's what I'm saying. Like March Early 10th, March. like two months ago. Dude, wait, what What does that say? What date was it? Plus 2,500? Uh, April 1st. I, get, I have basically the first of every <laughs> a month. month. Pri- a month prior, they're way higher. I, I promise 4, you. 4,000? Plus 3,000 a month prior. All-star break, plus 4,000. February 1st, plus 4,000. What I tell you? Ready? I, I, I'm telling you, bro. No, are you ready? January 1st, plus 10,000. You know people jumped plus, on this shit. Plus 10,000 January 1st? <laughs> LeBron I, I James? Got, I got him, I got him These lines are courtesy of BetMGM. Like <laughs> but, bro, they were also probably like nine games under 500. At least. AD was hurt. LeBron yeah, was and hurt. And you had Russell Re- You still have Russell yeah, Westbrook and Pat, Patrick <laughs> Beverly on the team, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole different team. And every time these this team has tried to add players around LeBron, it hasn't worked. And... This is the one time it's actually working. They signed the right players. <laughs> Plus ten thousand. I knew I knew it had to be higher than twenty five hundred. It was like they were like out of they were way out of it. I think they won like eight games in a row to get back into it. The Celtics never broke plus six fifty or seven hundred. Yeah, I bet you they're higher right now. They're it's uh, uh well it says plus one eighty prior to the this round. I think they're done. Sorry, I don't want to get into that yet. It's all good. We'll jump over to that. Well, that's very interesting. I'm, I really like this site. Um, anytime we want to reference that stuff, I'm happy to do that. Oh, that is not good at all. Do you want to go to power play? All right, let's jump into the let's jump into these matchups here on Thursday. The Celtics and the 76ers. 76ers leading that series three to two. Game six on Thursday in Philadelphia. Do the Sixers take it from the Celtics? I I mean. I think this is a game seven is inevitable, but what do you guys think? I I, I don't think so. I think I want to start. I want to start with Ace here. What's up? What's going on, dude? What's up, in, what's up with yeah, Celtics? I, I, I really you think know that they will. We took them last night. Here. You're gonna say it, but I th- really think they do. I mean, look at history, Mackie. You're saying no way. I think that they played that Milwaukee Bucks team last year. That's a lot better than this Philadelphia 76ers team, and the Celtics were a, lo- a worse team. In the same exact scenario, and they force a game seven. The Celtics are in shambles right now. They don't even They're, know who their star is. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They've been playing close games. What, they went into overtime two nights ago in Philadelphia? The last time they were in Philadelphia, they went to overtime, and Jason Tatum didn't even play good. Last year, they were in the same exact scenario. Tatum was playing terrible, and he showed up in game six in Milwaukee and put the team on his back. I expect them to do the same thing right here. It's different this year because they, you guys haven't won. You guys understand? You guys, they've been together. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have been a duo for... Five, six years now. 
They've won at this point. They before, haven't. Though. They haven't won anything. Jason Tatum also has zero accolades. Let's, re- let's remember that. But they've done. So Jay- they've done when this does, before. When does Jalen Brown, probably a top ten player in the league, if not right there, when does he say, okay, when do I get my shot to get to be the number one player on this team and win games? No, I know Jalen Brown has been the better player, but but like if you he's look not at history, the number one. You so you're at, gonna if you look at if you look why? at history in the past it, few years, if you just look at the past few years, like you can't facts. base it off history. Why? Also, Joel Embiid knows that this is not a comp. This is not a rivalry because he he hasn't beat them. You don't think he's been thinking about that ever since this is an MVP year? No, he's yeah, gonna I, close it out. I, game I six at home. I, I I just think that the Celtics have been in this spot with their back against the wall, and they have the better players on their roster. They've done this exact scenario before, literally a year ago, against a better a better team. I think that they re- that history does repeat itself, Mackie. I think history is very important. Uh, I don't think so at all. I think at some point they gotta. I mean. I I don't have any faith in the Celtics team closing it out. Game five, you got to win at home in a two-two. You're you're what were they nine point favorites in that we've game? Seen the, we've seen them do this before though. They did this oh last year. Oh my god! I I just I I don't I do not have any faith in that team at all. I think they're in shambles this year. They don't really know what's going on. No, I mean it's game six. It's not it's not the the end of the world. You just got to win this one and get back home for game seven. Also, um, I I I'm just already looking at the memes about like. The Celtics being the two seed, getting kicked out in the second round. Bruins being the best team in the league, uh, getting kicked out in the first round. It's just how things go, in my opinion. Yeah, just kind of like the New York Knicks getting bounced out with their three-one series lead. But the Celtics are going to kind of force a game seven here. I mean, history does repeat itself. We've talked about that throughout the whole time I've been on the podcast. We've referenced history, and tonight we're going to go away from my guest compared to Mackey. But I do think the Celtics force a game seven. I'm eager to hear what Hale has to well, say. Well, you're obviously it. not going to think the Sixers are going to win in six. No, I don't. I, I don't. I think the Celtics are a good enough team. They have been all year and last year. They've proven to us that they can win with their backs against the wall. They're going to force a game seven. We'll see. We'll see if the MVP can get it done. I'm happy to say that I will get the, the Celtics at plus odds tomorrow night, probably. It's Celtics minus one and a half, I bet. What's, what's the line? It's going to be out. Celtics minus two. I bet Celtics are favored. They were they were the last time they were there. But oh, then an elimination game. They'll definitely be favored. Probably three points then. Do you think Celtics minus three? They're minus eight, eight and a half. It's minus I think it's two. Home, I yeah. think I saw two today. Minus eight. Yeah. And I think half I saw at two. Home, you're definitely still going to be. Yeah, a but I'll still, I'll still take that. I, I like I like the Celtics to four seven here. I think I, I heard Celtics minus one and a half or minus two. I mean, if they win, they're going to cover. It's two. Two, two I points. Have two. I, I have Celtics minus two and a half, in their money line at minus one thirty five. Okay. Yeah, so if they win, they'll cover. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I look at it too. You buy that half point though, right, Mackie? No, not not in these playoffs, not in the NBA. No shot. Yeah, you just you stick with that trend. Though. Yeah. You would take two and a half, not two. NFL, I buy the half point every single time. It's at a uh, half a point. You know why I take two and a half? Just like my betting mind when it comes to basketball, it's just like, oh, it's late and you have two free throws. I mean, two points in basketball is a lot different than two and a half. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just my theory, personal. But how many times do you foul in a tie game? Yeah, no, just or just like there's a a late shot that they get to with a four point lead to make it a two point game. Mackie, that like, was like that's just in my head. Mackie, that was like the national championship game. I had fucking or the final four game that I had San Diego State minus two and a half, and you had a minus two. And then oh, both, you're right. Yeah, they you're pushed, right. They, exactly. That's like, it was you the, pushed. I lost. Like or you hit the game winning shot when it's tied. You know, like a two pointer. Yeah. Uh, with that, with that Celtics Sixer series, I think obviously I didn't watch Game Five. 
Uh, I was keeping track of the score because we had the Celtics on the card. Um, I saw the Celtics were down, obviously, the whole game. Mackie, you said you did end up taking the Celtics or the Sixers in that game, which like, not a bad move. Like At at half. I didn't yeah. take them before the game, obviously, because yeah, we yeah, were yeah. on the Celtics. But yeah, I said you ended up taking them. Nine-point game at half. The spread was uh, mi- minus one and a half, I think. Yeah, I so like, yeah. I, the, the Sixers obviously coming home. There's a lot of pressure on them to win this game. I think if the Celtics force a game seven, I like the I like the Celtics to win the series if it goes back to Boston. Um, but I think, like you said, Tatum had a big game last game, correct? And they just didn't come out on top. Like I didn't watch the game, but I mean, I saw the box score. It looked like there was they weren't getting much scoring from the bench. Um, it looked like it was the Tatum and Brown show, and no one else decided to show up. Yeah, Tatum hasn't been himself though, like the takeover player all series though. Still waiting for that to come. I think that comes in Game Six. Okay, There's lights out, Tatum. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the rest of the series. I just didn't. I didn't watch last game. Yeah, no, I, just, I saw the box score and they they both were leading in points and like they had terrible they were game, doing it all. Celtics, like, Celtics played terrible. You can't really. That's not that Tatum's a lot like a. I think Game Six obviously do or die for the Celtics, but I think there's a lot of pressure on the on the Seventy Sixers to win this game just as much. Yeah, me too. And it's a team that really I don't know because if they, they do like, not. The Mackie, Sixers do not want to go back to Boston. They haven't excelled in this opportunity in their whole career, what, though. What happens to this Celtics franchise if you lose Game Six in, in Philadelphia? One of them's gone. Hundred percent. Jalen Brown doesn't want to be that guy anymore. We'll see. I mean, I think there's a lot of basketball still ahead of them. I think they get out of this round and win it. Just from history speaking, the Sixers usually crumble in these situations. The Celtics show up, but um, we'll see. This Game Six is going to be awesome. Uh. Gonna expect a really close matchup. Honestly, I don't think either team either team gets blown out, but the Celtics are gonna play true to form, in my opinion. There's I think so they're pretty spot on, on with that line. It's gonna be close. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I mean, let's look at the last time the Celtics lost in the and uh, had to go to Philly in Game Three. They they beat them there, so I'm gonna ride with that trend that they go into Philly and take one. We'll have to see if if they get that same beat. It's gonna be tough. It wasn't even like Embiid takeover. It was anytime you needed a three from Tyrese Maxey, he was Maxey was, was the, Maxey was, was the huge. Yeah, I mean, dude, that they looked what he good. Would he put up thirty? If they could play, I, I don't know what he put up. If they, but if they could play the way they get, they did in Game Five, I don't think Boston has enough in them to to get to beat them. I don't. Alrighty, let's jump over this last series in the NBA. The Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. The Nuggets are leading that series 3-2. to two. Game 6 on Thursday in Phoenix. If it so happens, Game 7 will occur on Saturday. What do we see happen in this one? Do Nuggets take it in 6? Or do we go to 7 back in Denver? Mackie, what do you think? There's just no way this series doesn't go 7 games at yeah. this point. I mean, they wanted it to go 7 games too. The NBA is obviously going to cake off this series. But um, I, I, I did call this series too. Um, I, I'm with it. you. Said you said Nuggets at seven, right? Well, I said it from the Maggie beginning. Maggie said everybody's winning at home. Exactly, I said yeah. that's exactly what I said when it was two two out. I was like, I really think uh, Suns come back and tie this thing up, and they did that. They defended home court. They did exactly what they needed to to do. These star players, that's what they do. They defend home court. Um, Kevin Durant wasn't going to lose a game at home. I don't think Jokic is going to lose a game at home. He's just too good of a player. Um, I I do think Phoenix goes back and wins Game Six at home, and then. We will have a really good game seven. I wouldn't be all that surprised if the Suns did win game seven, but I do have the Nuggets going winning in, in seven. Yeah. Um, and Huff 
I know you've had Nuggets for a while, and I was kind of uh, shitting on you towards the end of the season because they weren't really playing good basketball, especially on the road. But uh, you know, they locked in Nikola Jokic. He's just best player in the world. Yeah, I'll at least get one. I'll at least get them in the Western Conference Finals. I'm hoping to get both of my Western Conference Finals picks: the Vegas Golden Knights and the Denver Nuggets, at least to the Conference Finals. I'd like to hit Vegas, the Golden Knights more, because uh, I actually have that bet not in just a parlay, but. The other one that I have is those two put together, so it'd be nice to hit both of them. But if he if it's Nuggets Lakers, like I'm a LeBron fan at heart, so it's gonna kill me. So like if the Lakers win that series and LeBron goes to the finals, that series is a win win for me. Uh, if we get if I get Lakers Nuggets, so that's just kind of what I'm rooting for. Well, I think you're gonna get it here. Yeah, I hope so. I just really hope the Suns don't fuck everything up. Because I know they want LeBron, KD, Western Conference Finals. See, I thought they wanted KD, Steph. That would be sick. I think any matchup here is just kind of really good. I just think the Nuggets are always the odd man out because Jokic isn't like the personality, like the big name. He's, he's not a villain in any Mackie, way. I yeah. was no. thinking, what if the, the Suns go on to win the series and then he beats LeBron and then the narrative of Steph really needed KD to beat LeBron. Um reflects on those championships to beat lebron maybe yes but um i mean he beat him once without without kd and he he got a ring right after kd left so i think that does a lot for seth's legacy if that that fourth ring did a a so much for his legacy Alrighty, i think that's going to wrap up everything we have for this second round of the nba playoffs Lots to look forward to as the third round will begin by the time our next episode uh, is aired. So lots to look forward to there. Let's jump over to the NFL. First thing I have is that the schedules are set to be released Thursday, May 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern. So expect our first looks of on that next episode. With that, the NFL has hinted at some interesting big-time matchups, uh, most notably the holiday games that everybody's excited for like black friday christmas day and new year's eve curious to hear which ones you guys are most excited for black friday being the miami dolphins and the new york jets christmas day being the giants and the eagles and new year's eve being the cincinnati Bengals and the kansas city chiefs Bengals chiefs is obviously going to be an incredible game i think all these games are pretty good um it'll be interesting to see if the giants are able to do anything that they did last year. I don't really think that they're going to have all the success that they had last year, but they could they can definitely compete again. Um obviously Aaron Rodgers versus Miami is going to be a good game. Everyone wants to see Aaron Rodgers play uh in that green green jersey, but um yeah, I like these games. Cincinnati Kansas City. Obviously you have Joe Burrow versus Pat Mahomes, so Yeah, um, Mackie, I, I agree with you right there. I mean, that shootout between Burrow and Mahomes is what everybody wants to see the two best quarterbacks in the NFL really going at it. Um, on New Year's Eve too, so what a great night to have that matchup go. I think that that Jets-Dolphins game, you gotta hope both those teams live up to their expectations. Tua comes back and those Dolphins follow suit like they did last year to be relevant, and the Jets really pick up steam with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So hopefully that doesn't turn out to be a dud. But I'm not a big NFC East guy. Um, I, like you, think the Giants are gonna regress a bit, so I'm really tuned into that high-flying uh, Bengals-Chiefs matchup on New Year's Eve. Yeah, that like you said, that's obviously the the easy one to point out. It's going to be a good time. Uh, that's isn't if I'm not correct, isn't uh, college football playoff always New Year's Eve? I think it still is. 
All right. They're uh, just adding to it. Okay. They're making more uh, games. That's really cool, though. I've never even, like, actually thought about that, that we're going to have NFL on uh, New Year's Eve. It has to be on a weekend this week this year, right? If that means. Or Thursday, maybe. Alrighty, that's going to wrap up everything we have in the NFL this week. But again, schedules are set to be released on Thursday. So we're looking forward to looking at those come next week for all our teams. Let's shoot our focus over to the MLB. The first point I have Wait, here. Wait, we're definitely going. Th- we got to go through our. Do we want to do quick before we move on from this? Do we want to do our win project? I want to do our win projections. Like look at the NFL team win projections next week, a week after the schedule comes out. And then we do it again the week before the NFL season and we compare how we've changed on the teams over just that short span of the offseason. At least our teams. Like, like just our team. like But like Cowboys, we can go Steelers. through a couple numbers that we're like, we like this. You know what I mean? Like, and we're like, oh, I like, I really like the Dolphins number, and like they could trade or like the Jets, for example. If we would have done this a couple weeks ago, you could be like, you're buying when on the do Jets those right release? now. The win totals, yeah, they're out. The right, se- yeah, yeah, schedule's already out. The no, the schedule's not out. out. Oh, it's not. Just uh, like how do they like the schedule out just already? Who then? you play? Just they who know. You, play. you they know who you play. You know your they opponents. Don't know when. You just don't have the actual schedule. Yeah, like the Steelers. The Steelers okay. play the AFC South. The Steelers the, have the easiest schedule in the NFL, like 29th. The Patriots have the third hardest. The Steelers the a- have the AFC South and the NFC West the, this year. The AFC East and the NFC East are the two hardest schedules this year. Yeah, and I then, saw Steelers and Ravens down in the late 20s. I'm like, oh, good. It, it's <laughs> everything It's everything by division. So the top eight teams that have the hardest schedule are the AFC and NFC East. And then it goes like, I guess, the cent- what, what are you guys, the North? The North and the NFC. The North and the in the North in the in the AFC and NFC are the last eight teams, like the easiest eight teams. Yeah. So it's all it's all a narrative to like to uh, your division. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's shift our focus over to the MLB. The first point I have here is the Orioles Braves MLB Sunday leadoff game on NBC and Peacock averaged one point six nine million views, making it the most watched MLB regular season game since twenty nineteen. So. With all these new rules, supposedly the MLB, MLB is getting some more viewership do across we, the board. Do we know why it was those two teams? When was the game? Uh, Sunday leadoff game. So it was Like the this free Sunday. game of the week? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it was on NBC, so Cable and Peacock. So I think Peacock is free, so you're probably right. But that's pretty interesting that... I guess NBC. Yeah, why those one. teams? It's I mean the Braves are good, the Orioles are having a good year, but like I don't know, I just feel like the Yankees, Red Sox, like it went so, to one extras. of these Sunday night games. Oh, I mean went to twelve. But like you don't know that when you're tuning in. Right. But it ended up being a good game, I guess. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, and the next point I have here goes back to the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's and Bally's in Las Vegas have come to terms to demolish the Tropicana Hotel in Vegas to make room for their $1.5 billion ballpark in its place. The legendary Tropicana par, uh, Tropicana Hotel will be no longer, I assume, its sign will head to the graveyard Where like is all that? the other ones. A um, little bit off the strip, kind of behind T-Mobile Arena, sort of. So if you were to walk that street that we were walking uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the way back there and pass it, you, it would be back so there on the right. So it's way back there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess you got to think the size. So of the that freaking... street is probably just going to keep going. 
and just be more to whatever the Vegas baseball team is going to yep, be. That's exactly. sick. So That's sick. I don't know. Good for Vegas, honestly. I think they they need it. MLB team will just flourish there, as every other sports team has that we've seen. All right. Um. All righty. So Ace wanted to do. He wrote in here. I just want to go over those. I mean, that'd be some good MLB talk. Yes, talking about some of those teams there. If you went over those top ten and then those yeah. MVP candidates. Yeah, give me a sec. The what? The MVP candidates. For MLB? Yeah. yeah. It's a little early. <laughs> no, it's super early. That's the point. Be like, But that just kind of talks about... I know it's super early. Here are the leading front runners for players and teams, so we can just kind of talk about MLB that way instead of covering every division or team. That's fair. All right, let's jump in and talk about the MLB a bit. Some of these MVP rankings that are coming in uh, from, through the MLB here. What do we see happening across the league here? Let's start with the National League. I got Ronald Acuna Jr. in first, Sean Murphy, followed by Luis how do you say that? Arias? Arias. Arias. Luis Arias, Max Muncy, and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Jesus. Are we looking at the NL? Two se- uh, Max Muncy's having an incredible season. I'm surprised he's even at four. Uh, yeah, he's well, been hurt too. Oh, has he? I didn't. Maybe that's why he's at four then. But um, yeah. Arias, too. Arias is absolutely raking right now. He's batting um, almost 500 it's over inc- a month it's into insane, the season. It's insane, dude. I have him on a fantasy team, and he just has so many fantasy points. Um, absolute beast. But, I mean, obviously the season the Braves are having right now, they're 24-11. and 11. Um, You're going to have the two best. Sean Murphy's having an incredible season. Shit. Yeah, right? But, I mean, uh, Sean Murphy, uh, they just acquired him from the Oakland A's, and his power was doing great there. I, I was talking about this with my buddies the other day. I think the reason that his... His numbers are so great this year because he's finally hitting with talent around him in that Braves lineup. Such a good lineup. So you have to pitch him. He's batting clean up there, and he's uh, cleaning up, literally. A lot of home runs, a lot of doubles, extra base hits. He's not being targeted in the lineup anymore. So, you know, he's uh, able to relax a little and just play his game, you know? The odds for this are a little more kind of tell at least how Vegas thinks it's going to go. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the favorite at plus 200, and then it drops to Pete Alonso at plus 750. Tatis at plus 1,000, Mookie Betts plus 1,500, and then Juan Soto plus 1,800, and that's the top five. Sean Murphy at plus 2,500 still right now, but um, I think Acuna takes it personally. He's having a great year. Often inj- or I think he was off and on injured last year. He's had injury problems all throughout the past couple of years, and I think he takes it this year. Yeah, that Braves team is really uh, clicking right now in a weak division. Um, Philly's underperforming, and then we know the Marlins, Mets underperforming as well. Um, they're staking their claim as one of those great teams yet again. Mackey's talking about Max Muncy on those Dodgers. I mean, they always find a way to be relevant. Guys like Jake Outman popping out of nowhere, um, that prolific rookie coming on, and they're going to get healthy and uh, get that team together. Clayton Kershaw throwing a gem and covering that run line on the card for us today. Um, some of those Killed other big it. names. Some of those other big names you talked about. Soto with the with the um, Padres and Tatis Jr. That team's going to pick it up, I think. Um, but some of these guys that like Arias that are putting up these numbers, I mean, obviously the books are going to favor the big names, but in baseball, it's always such a long shot. You never know, like Goldie last year. He's having a tough year, though. Yeah, that whole Cardinals team in general. Um, the Pirates and the Cubs really being those teams out there in that division to turn it up a bit. Your Pirates slipping a little bit. Some injuries uh, 
concerning on their pitching front. But yeah, right after, right, literally last week, me and you had a conversation about. It. I said Velasquez has been our most consistent pitcher. Next game, UCL. Bro, yeah. Goodis just. Sorry, that's, that's, a, that's 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 a good team. Those Pirates. I mean, they they they're they'll stick, stick around. around. The, they're the not only... the Pirates of years past. I'll tell you that. No, and the only reason we're still sticking around though is because the Brewers are on just as bad of a streak as us. Yeah, and you're still and, four games over 500 too. I personally yeah, think but I'm the saying Cubs, more in the division personally. Personally, think the Cubs are your only competition there. I agree. I I talked up the I, you know how I felt about the Cubs coming in this year. I think they're I think that team was going to click. They didn't have the best start, and they're starting to. Like you said, they weren't. Were they? They're zero and two in their last two. Who are they playing this they're year? They're three and seven in their Cardinals, last ten. Cardinals off. Divisional matchup. Cardinals always have the Cubs number. Cardinals aren't a bad team. Either. They're supposed to be better than they are right now. Is it in Chicago? It was in Chicago. Yeah, yeah it was that's in Chicago. Tough. Yeah, that's tough. But that's one place games. I really want to go to a game. We, that's what we should do. We should all we should all go to Chicago and go to a Cubs game. That that's a sick place. And Cubs the are Ivy. up three two now. White Sox down four one. Dang. Well, we gotta hope they score some runs. They're playing the Royals, Maybe. right? Huh? The, yeah, they're the, playing the Royals. What yeah, innings? Third, third, I think. Third. All right, that's yeah. tough, though. Tough. Four, Mac, top your four. Mets, your Mets out there in that uh, NL East got to pick it up a bit. They're playing terrible baseball with I such just, high expectations. I don't understand how you have $300, 400000000 million in the payroll and you the can't. The Pirates have a better record than you. Dude, like, what? Dude, Steve Cohen's got to be losing his fucking mind right now. Bob Mudding's sitting up there trying to tell Pirate fans, like, you don't have to spend $340 million to be good. It's like, yeah, dude. You don't have to spend three hundred forty million to be good, but we need you to spend at least a fucking hundred. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, dude. Like, I, 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 I like as a pirate fan, that's where I kind of have frustration when they're kind of good with this kind of lineup. This lineup is really good, and like on paper, it's a good lineup. But like, it tells him we don't need to go out and like, oh, we don't need a to sign a Rafael Devers for whatever the you know blank check whenever he's a free agent. You know what I mean? It's like we'll draft a a young kid. He'll come up through the system like everyone else. It's like. That's how the Pirates have done it, so it's like... But I also don't think at any point Nutting was going to get to a point where he just starts to spend this Steve Cohen money, but I don't know. It, it has to be frustrating to spend $340 million and this is what your team's doing. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had our fair share of injuries. Obviously, our yeah. two ace pitchers have not been in the rotation yet. And the one who's a spider tack. Yeah. <laughs> and Scherzer even uh, he had neck spasms yesterday. I hate baseball injuries. So stupid. But... um. Verlander's back now. It'll be like know. a broken I, fingernail. No, I, I, ten day IL. No one's even hitting either. <laughs> they just nothing's going for them. None of the big players are playing. Alonso's having a decent season. That's about it. Um, I don't just pick it the fuck up. I mean, you're getting paid shit ton of money. Play, play what you're supposed. Do what you're supposed to do. Hit the damn ball. Mackie, it's funny that uh, we were talking about those new rules in the MLB last week, and I really think that it affects those older veterans like Scherzer and Verlander not really getting to their game. I know Verlander chucking well tonight, and I took him on the card, on my personal card. But um, I think that they really have to get adjusted to these new rules, and uh, that could be affecting them a bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've been saying that that this uh, pitch clock is definitely ruining with the – it's fucking with the um, veteran pitchers a lot because they're not used to this, obviously. But, you know, you got to adjust to it. you got to figure it out. You've been knowing this is going on since last season, so – there's the no good thing you... is it's it's super early on. It's only May. None of these rankings really matter, but yeah, I'm it's not, always good to get off on the right foot. I'm not exaggerating anything. The Mets always have an up-and-down season, whether it's start hot and then uh, slow down a little or just ice cold and then they get hot. They'll figure it out. I think they'll definitely still make the playoffs, but this team's, this team's built to win a championship. They spend the money to win a championship, and they're not even in the ballpark for that right now. So 
obviously depressing. Steve Cohen's got to be losing his fucking mind. Why don't we move over to the American League? Some of these rankings, again, coming from a poll at MLB.com. This one's not as close. You, so you the odds I was going to say, I have the odds. Let's move our way over to the American League. Some of the rankings coming from this poll from MLB.com. Shoei Atani, Wander Franco, Matt Chapman, Randy Arozarena. Arozarena. I can't read. Randy Arozarena and Mike Trout to round, up that, to round out that list. So in both the NL and AL MVP ra- uh, rankings, you have two players from two teams and then one guy from one team who's just going off. So the well, actually, odds for the odds for the, the AL. AL. I'll Matt say the odds it. for the AL real quick, just because they're not as close. Otani is minus at minus one hundred five, uh, so still technically worth buying in uh, if you see the value there. Mike Trout is behind him at plus eight hundred. Guerrero at twelve to one. Aaron Judge sixteen to one, and Wander Franco at eighteen to one to round out the top five. Chapman sitting right there at plus two thousand with Jordan Alvarez and Adley Tr- Adley Rutschman. To uh, round out the or edge out the outside of the top five, I really think this is the time to uh, buy in on Shohei Otani. I mean, minus one hundred five. This is like a Connor McDavid scenario when he keeps putting up these astronomical hitting and pitching numbers. And we're gonna look around and say, "Oh, we should have thrown on Otani when it's minus three thirty. So if you're gonna jump on that train, do it now. But I do like the Wander Franco value there. I mean, he does everything. He hits over three hundred. He hits home runs. He steals bases. He makes plays. He's finesse. He's young. He's twenty two years old. He's on the best team in baseball, too. I was um, just going to say, he's on the best team in baseball. That's yeah. that Otani's always think throughout his whole career. Yep, and he's a, sh- a shortstop on uh, the best team in baseball, so you can't really argue that. And, Mackie, it was funny. You were saying there's two uh, Braves on the NL list. Well, on the AL list, we have two Angels and then two uh, We have two Angels. Tampa Bay Rays. And two Tampa Bay Rays, you're right. So, a Rose Arena, he's a stud, too. That Rays team, I mean, they built it from the ground up, really, with all those draft picks, and now they're pitching. We always know what they can do there, and... These two pieces are the reason why. Um, expect a lot more of the Angels. I know we hard them a lot when Otani pitches, but without him on the mound, they seem to, they can't put it together. So, um, going to see how that folds out. I have their win total over on the year, so hopefully these Angels can pick it up. Igor and Foxy Clean are at the uh, Knicks game tonight. <laughs> Just bonding. Bonding. Listen, TD, the TD Garden seen more losses in this past month than they've seen in the last eight years. So, at least they've seen championships. You want to you want to talk about bad luck right now? At least they've seen championships. You love history. You love going back in history. I I need to right now. At least I can. If you go back to history, it was black and white color. <laughs> Nineteen ninety four was. <laughs> that was a good one. Nineteen. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie, when was the last time the Cowboys won? I I've never seen a championship. I say this all the time. I'm, the, Dude, I'm, the worst, I'm not gonna lie. I'm the worst person <laughs> in the world at picking a sports team. Yeah, it's. I don't, I don't know how you didn't just go full New York there. That would have been probably the way. Because who the fuck wants to root for the New York Giants? It's the worst football they name in America. Two championships though. How many? Who do the wants Cowboys to win? Have? But that's such a shitty team to root for. I'm like when I look at when I watch their games and I look at their team play, I'm just like this is just just gives me the ick. Yeah, their two Lombardis are a lot worse than none. Man, it's not all about winning. It's about <laughs> having fun. <laughs> okay. 
right. I enjoy my time watching Spoken sports. like a Yankees fan right there. I enjoy yeah, my awesome. time watching sports. Alrighty, that's just going to about do it for this week. That's everything we have, but I do have one more little thing. Shout out to Mage for taking home the 2023 Kentucky Derby. None of us had this naturally, but I did, as well as Huff, have it in a trifecta box, but couldn't make the other two happen. So, very interesting. Uh, Ace, you didn't have anything on that, did you? No, no, just a tough scene. Uh, everybody gives you the sharpest, <laughs> gives you the sharpest picks of all time. Never, none of them and, they, so. and nothing happens, right? There's no great, such great thing. Great stat though. Great stat though. Horses stay undefeated in winning the Kentucky Derby. Yes, <laughs> that's good. What? The, the, <laughs> no, the worst part. The worst part is weird. I didn't understand what a trifecta was, and whoever sent Jesse these horses, I'm like, let's just take them all straight. Like, put whatever on each one. I'm like, I really don't understand. I'm like, what are the odds we call the top fucking three? He's like, it's a little to win a lot. I'm like, all right, you sold me. It's like a parlay. I'm in. Like, first touchdown. That's all you had to say. But, like, I did say let's take them all straight. You got to give me my props I'm there. I'm sorry. I'm that, sorry. That guy who you your your uncle had winning got fucking scratched, like, three hours before the race. He got brought back yeah, that, shotgun to the mouth. It must, have been, it must have been in the morning. Yeah, I saw that, though. <laughs> oh, Tough my scene God. Because- I did not know what you were going to say. <laughs> he's got, he's, you know, when horses hurt their legs, there's no reason to keep them alive. You bring them out back, just put a yeah, bullet in their head. You ship them to the glue factory. I, mean, I think he there's, went, a lot of, there's a lot of complaints about the Kentucky Derby track and all the injuries it uh, creates. I don't know if any of you saw that. I've heard that a couple times, too, Ace. <laughs> Guy went from yeah. the Kentucky Derby favorite to the fucking the glue factory. <laughs> to tomorrow's lunch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Huff. Plus seventeen hundred or whatever it was for Mage. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry we didn't put something on it to make a good uh, I, a good night. That's that. that's all right. I mean, it's easier. It's easier said than done. You're exactly right. It's easy I, to say. I'm when upset. Yeah, I don't it follow you enough. Because <laughs> if he wouldn't have won, I mean, we technically would have lost more money taking them all straight. So, but would have called the winner. All right, that's all I got this week, boys. You guys got anything else to add? It's been a good week. I'm ready for next week. Ready to roll. Yo, let's go Sixers. <laughs> Mackie, the Knicks are still playing. I don't even like the Knicks. Just go out the Rangers. I'll still... Mackie, I, do, you just, do you just put your hand into a hat and pick out a team for every sport? Well, I root, for the, I, root, I root for the Knicks because I'm from New York. Why, why the Cowboys? Because I played for them as their flag football team when I was four years old. Did you win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I was fucking sick. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> And every other team, I'm New York. It's just the Cowboys. I also had a thing where I would go against my dad. And, oh, yes, let's go. I also had a thing where I would just... 2 nothing Panthers? No, no, it's... It's it's one it's one nothing. Tavares had a breakaway. I thought he was going 2 nothing. It's one nothing Panther. one nothing Leafs. 13.1 left in the second. Oh, the whole game hasn't even started yet. I mean, they're going in the third. They're going in the third. Yeah. <laughs> It's like NBA though. It actually doesn't start till there's four minutes left. It literally doesn't start till the third quarter. White Sox are done. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else. Yeah, uh, yeah, same. Clearly, we're all kind of just bullshitting at this point. But make sure to like, follow, subscribe. The whole nine yards uh, really goes a long way. So, um, but that's gonna do it for me this week. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, like we said, NFL schedule comes out tomorrow. I'm um, excited to see which uh, how the Steelers' schedule is going to line up. 
uh, how I think Kenny Pickett's going to win the MVP next year and how, how the Steelers are going to go on a road can't to a Super Bowl run. Can't so. wait for this Steelers bias. Let's see, let's see what we got. It. Here we go. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, same. See you guys next week. Puff, you like that under, huh? And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.